Are, are you the one that told them what to put under there? <laughs> 48 years and I still have not got her trained. <laughs> Just impossible. How many think you look good today? Raise your hand. That's good. That's good. How many think the person beside you looks pretty good? There you go. A few more hands. How many disagree with them? Raise your hand. <laughs> Mother's Day 2017. We were thinking, Sharon and I were talking uh, just the other day of uh, the numerous ladies who were with us here on this planet this time last year who have gone on to heaven to be with the Lord. Not here this year. That's always, uh, always happens. It's just part of nature. It's life. Let me encourage you this Mother's Day. Have a blast. Enjoy. You say, well, I don't have a blast. Well, you know, nobody really cares. Well, you care. You know, make your own self a blast. You know, it's just like go down and get you, get your strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate ice cream. Get you some cherries and some bananas. Get you some pineapples. Get you some hot fudge. And just go home and make your own ice cream sundae. Amen? Have a blast yourself. Put a little coconut on there. It doesn't really matter. And say, this is my splurge day, and I'm going to enjoy it whether you like it or not. Wow. I felt an anointing on that one, I'm telling you. <laughs> Here we go. Let's take a look at some scripture. This is a message today that y'all know. All right? Y'all know it. You know the message. But it's good to be reminded of some things that we already know. And that really is what this message, it's to, it's to all of our women, and primarily we will talk about mothers, of course, but we believe that all women are important. Somebody say amen. Here we go. Uh, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. Now, this is one of the commandments. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on earth. All right? That's, that's one of the Ten Commandments. It's Mother's Day. It's not just about mothers, but, but it's one of the ten. If you're God and you're thinking, okay, I only get Ten Commandments. Now, he gave himself permission to only have Ten Commandments. But if you're going to come up with Ten Commandments as it relates to life and eons on into eternity, um, then, and you come up with one that says honor your father and mother, you would think that's extremely important. That if God said, I only get 10, and one of them's going to be that, and it's one with promise. It says, hey, if you honor your father and mother, he said things are going to go well with you. Now, you understand that. But he also says you're going to have an absolute long life. Why did he mention the Ten Commandments? That you ought to even have to be reminded to honor your mom and dad. Here's why. Because, listen, every parent is flawed. Everyone, every human being is flawed to some degree. You think, well, it's Mother's Day. My mother's never flawed. You're absolutely right. As long as you believe that, keep believing that, okay? But every person is flawed. Here's number two. You, you and I would not be alive uh, without them. That's an amazing story that we need to be reminded of. It's really deep. Our parents were chosen tools to lead us to life. That's it. Thanks, Mom, Dad. And then God chose their DNA to blend with your DNA so that you have a DNA like no one else as relate to that. Psalms 139, 13, God knit me together in my mother's womb and recorded, recorded every day of my life before I was born. 
That's, a, that's pretty good. Recorded every day before I was born. God knew exactly what you would be doing today. All of us in this room and all of you listening uh, online today, you're, you're, you're no accident. That's a fact. You were born on purpose by the permission of God. There might be some accidental parents. So, well, I, I didn't really plan on that. Well, there's your little history lesson I could get into. You know, the understanding is this. Parents that have children, God doesn't have a gold standard to say, oh, you're, you're worthy parents for a child. That's not how it works. We understand that there are numerous kinds of moms. I want to just, if I can name a few, uh, they're biological mothers. Uh, biological mothers, uh, stepmothers, they're single mothers, they're adoptive mothers, they're foster mothers. And then here's one that every lady, whether they have a biological child or adopted child or not, every lady can have, be a spiritual mentor mother. In other words, you can mentor some young lady and be a mom that way. But all women are important to those of us here at Victory Church. So I thought, okay, if I'm going to preach a Mother's Day message, first thing I did is I said, Sharon, why don't you preach on Mother's Day? She said, nope. There you have it. I said, do you have any suggestions? She said, I have three. Oh, you do? She said, that's right. Be sincere, be short, and be seated. What do you do? She didn't really, well, I don't know if I'd ask her whether she said that or not. Three stages of life between moms. Here it is. There's when the kid, the little children, and their mother. And then there's the teenager and the young adult relating to their mother. And then eventually the children grow up. That's the way it's supposed to be, adult to adult. So how do you honor your parents? How do you honor your mother at every stage? Here's what the Bible said. Ephesians 6, verse 1, things that we know. Children, obey your parents. Say that with me. Children, obey your parents. Say it like I said it. Children, let's get it right. Let me, let me put the emphasis here now. You're running, wait, you got lunch, so hang on. I'll get there. Children, obey your parents. Are you ready? One, two, three. Children, obey your parents. With swag. This is the right thing to do because God has placed them, parents, in authority over you. How many have ever met a smart mouth kid? Whew. How many love a smart mouth kid? Whoo, Lord have mercy. That kid's got a smart mouth right there, buddy. Well, let me just encourage you. Every person, whether we admit it or not, has some authority over you. You may not like it. You may not respect it. But there is some authority over you. And you may say, well, you don't know what kind of mom or kind of dad or kind of parents that I had or that I have. I'm telling you, you talk about the worst of worst parents. I have them. Well, you know what the Bible says? You sometimes may not be able to respect the person, but you respect the position that person may hold. There are a lot of people that you respect their position, and you don't even know the person that holds that position. But you know, hey, 
I respect that position. You just try that out the next time the highway patrol pulls you over or some city police pulls you over. And you try disrespecting that policeman. Just try disrespecting that policeman, my friend. And you may say, well, I don't even know him, so why should I respect him? I can tell you why. Because he's got leverage over you and he's packing. You respect the position. That's important. You see, there are three authorities on this planet. Number one, there's the authority of the home. Home. There is a family umbrella, the authority of the home. Well, bless God, if you're going to put your feet under my table, you're going to do what I say. Anybody ever heard that? Sure. That's kind of overreacting to the authority of the home. There's the authority of the church. Authority of the church. And then there's the authority of the government. Governmental authority. You respect those in the government and those who lead you. You learn to begin with by obeying your parents. And then as a young adult, you learn to honor your parents. Listen, dads, your children will learn how to honor their mother as you honor your mother and as you honor your spouse. Your children will learn what honor means as you do that. Leviticus 19.3, each of you must respect his mother and father. Hebrews, New Testament, here we go, 12.9, we respect our own parents for training and not spoiling us. So moms and dads, be careful and say, well, we only have one child and we're just going to spoil them to death. The Bible says, don't spoil, listen, mom and dad, don't spoil your children. Spoil your grandchildren. <laughs> it's a whole lot more fun. It's a whole lot more fun. If you spoil a child, the Bible says most of the time that child is going to have a warped ideology of what life is. Enough said. You learn to respect your mother because the Bible says so. You know, my dad used to say things. It's like, this is what I want you to do, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, in my day, you were not, you were not able to ask him a question. You didn't say why. If you said why, you might wake up retired. <laughs> Let me tell you, this is what I say. This is the way it is. Hello? But you see, under, God's not that way. God said, this is the way it is. But you get to choose whether you're going to believe it or not. Because here's the thing. If you choose to believe it and you follow suit, you're going to be blessed. If you choose not to believe it and you want to run your own direction, you go ahead. You'll run out of enough rope after a while. And you'll find out that you weren't big enough, man enough, woman enough to be able to manage the details of the trouble that you get into. You see, you, you, you and I understand the power of respect and the power of authority. Respect means forgiving. We don't have a forgiving spirit to respect someone. You may say, I, I didn't have good parents, but still respect them. Still don't badmouth them. Still understand everybody needs forgiveness. You know, all of a sudden, you that have your first child, I'm a first child. I'm the oldest of, of six children. My parents didn't know how to parent. All of a sudden, they became parents, and guess what? God, God gave them a wang digger when he gave them me. 
You know, I tested the lines. I, I tested the borders. I scratched my head a lot. I thought, I wonder if that's wet paint. I wonder if it's really wet. I wonder how long it's been wet. I wonder if it's time to touch it. I wonder if anybody else has touched it yet. There needs to be someone that's first in touching the paint, and it might as well be me. Any of you have any children like that? If you do, they are blessed. Here you go. We're moving on. We learn to honor them. Proverbs 13, 1, intelligent children. Say that, intelligent children. Listen to their parents. So what do intelligent children do? Intelligent children listen to their parents. Foolish children. A slam dunk right there. I wish I had a hoop in the back back there. A slam dunk. So listen, young people, you get to decide whether you're going to be intelligent or you're going to be foolish. Because intelligent children, they listen to mom and dad. And foolish children think, my old man doesn't know anything. My mama, she's so dumb, it's unbelievable. Oh, you got all the brains of the family, did you? But listen carefully. Everything you as a parent say to your children, and they're in their right mind, here's what God does for you, mom and dad. If you say it in love, and it comes from a scriptural principle, that kid will never get away from what you said. Amen? Never. They can't run far enough to get away from what you said. Why? Because you were the authority in their life. As a young person, you get to choose that. And then we understand in Proverbs 6, 20 and 23, do what your father tells you. Say amen, somebody. And never forget what your mother teaches you. Say amen. Keep their words, mom and dad's words, with you always, locked in your heart, their instruction will lead you, protect you, advise you. Their instructions are like a lamp. Their corrections can teach you how to live. So if you're in this room or you're listening by some means of communication and you're a young person and you are not giving a good ear to your mom and your dad, listen up, friend. You're wrong and they're right according to that scripture. Your life will be better lived if you learn to value the understanding of mom and dad. Parents have that authority to protect their children, to encourage them and strengthen. Remember I said a moment ago, there are, we're, there are no perfect parents. We're all flawed. But the end of the day is God gives mom and dad the ability to be able to give guidance and direction to children. Uh, we have swan. I mean, knew we had four little baby swans born out there. We have a swan patrol who goes out. We're finding out that the swans can stop traffic on Sunday, and they do. If you get close, when they were when the swans, uh, swan before they were born, they sat on the uh, sat on the eggs and and they protect them. They would pet cars. We had a couple of people that thought they would go out and say, I just want to see the swans. That old daddy swan came after him with everything that he had. And I mean to tell you, just, no, I, you, you just be careful. Don't do it, friend. They will. So Sharon, I mean, Saturday afternoons, she likes to come and do, I just want to see the swan. 
Just, well, let's go. I mean, like Saturday. All right, will you see them? There they are. Let's go. You know, I want to see them. Yesterday, she wanted to see the swan. I just want to see, oh, count them all. Count them all. There's one, two. And when we first, when they were first born, we, we couldn't see them. Where are they at? We thought, oh, oh Lord, Sharon's, where are the swans? I don't know, they're hiding. Where are the swans? They're hiding. Swim, swam away. Well, you know where those crazy little swans were? They, were? they were on the mother's back, hid up under her feathers. They were getting a free ride. Right, right under her feathers. You couldn't even see them until one jumped off. That would have been the first male child. <laughs> jumped off. Jumped off and started swimming around. And buddy, you know who's right there with mom and the four swanees? Hers. was daddy right there buddy watching over him giving protection and guidance and just being certain that everything was going and I thought to myself isn't that amazing that here, here we are in nature it's swan it's a, it's, it's a and, and even in that relationship those little swan knew enough to stay near mom and dad and mom and dad knew enough to take turns guarding those little swans, even in nature. What I'm trying to tell you is, you and I as, as human beings, God gave us what a swan doesn't have. That is called the power of choice. Nature knows they stay together. But you and I have the power of choice as individuals and God is saying, even though I've given you the power of choice, let me give you the guidelines to live by. If you live by those guidelines, your days will be long, and you'll have a long and well-lived life. Understand that. Ladies, there is no person like mom. Somebody say amen. She is the crown jewel of the family. Mother, no one like mother that you understand. You honor them. But here's, here's what happens. The older you get, have you noticed this? The older your mama gets. You ever notice that? So I have a scripture, Proverbs 23, 22. When your mother is old, now there's a problem, so listen carefully. When your mother is old, show her your appreciation. Here's our problem, though. Here's our problem. Have you ever asked a woman, grown woman, how old she is? They don't give you an answer. So I've come up with rational thinking. How are you going to know they're old unless they give up their age so you know how old they are? Well, here's what I know. There are a lot of old women in their early 50s. And there are a lot of young women in their 80s. So that's how I deal with it. Say, well, I know how to tell when a woman is old. She's got gray hair. 
Don't tell the beautician industry. They unload a lot of color on a lot of women who have it just as gray as yesterday's gone, but it looks so blonde, it's so beautiful. You can't tell by that, but you can often tell by the crow's nest on their eyes. Is it what it is? Crow's. What? Oh, I've got the wrong thing. The crow's feet. It's feet. I knew it was a crow something. I mean, I'm just a preacher. What do, what do I know? It's like. And she wouldn't have those if she hadn't had you. So every time you look at the crow's feet, you're responsible. She's got gray hair and it's fallen out. You're responsible. Matter of fact, she'd have had a whole lot better life of ease than instead of having to put up with you and having to worry, worry about whether you're going to come in on time, whether or not you're living right, whether or not you're going to get in trouble, whether or not you're living, staying around the wrong group of friends, whether or not you're doing what you're supposed to, whether or not you're going to be sassy mouth or not, whether or not you're going to have good grades, whether or not you're going to pay attention to all the things. See, she'd had a whole lot better life without you. But for some of you, you're the perfect child. Like Julie over there, the perfect child. Like Ronnie Ortegas, the perfect child. Like some of you, the perfect, you never create, how many of you never created a moment in any way for your mother to worry. May I see your hand? You just never. Y'all in the back raising your hand? Doc, you need to come up front here. Up front. I want to see what you look like before you get struck. And crispy. That's <laughs> it. Think about it now. Can you imagine what it's like having to be a mom? Guys, let get this now. I want y'all to listen. Listen to me carefully, please. Go down to Goodwill, sir. Don't tell anybody. Go down to Goodwill and get you a high heel that your foot will slip in. And then go home and close your bedroom door. And you put on those high heels. Huh? And you try walking. On how, and then you'll say, thank God for my wife and thank God for my mama who have to wear these silly looking things so that, so that just so they're beautiful. And let me tell you something else, man. This is not a part of the message. I have now departed from the message. <laughs> Go into the bathroom some morning. Wash your face. And then begin to cake on the stuff they have to cake on. Put on the powder. Put on the, put on the undercover stuff. Put, put on the eye. Take your eyes and stretch them out. And then put the stuff underneath there. Hello. And then do your lips. You got to get them just right. Do all that stuff. And, and then say, oh, I don't want to honor my wife or honor my mother. Thank God, men. The only thing we have to do is shower off, slap cologne on, and say, come on, baby, let's go. <laughs> Hello. I'm telling the truth. How many of you ladies think I'm telling the truth? I don't care what the men think. It's Mother's Day, buddy. You say, well, men have to shave. Do you now? 
Now let me get back. In preparation for the message, I read about the great uh, trees there in uh, Northern California called the Redwoods, Redwood Forest. Bad, humongous trees. But the redwood trees, you can tell how old they are by counting the rings in the trunk. Count the rings. Every year, another ring. If the ring is thick, I mean wide, you know that says that the redwood for that year had a good, good year. Had proper rain, uh, but no wind that damaged it, no wind that challenged it, and it was, it was good. On, on seasons and years that it's difficult, the ring is is not as wide as small, but you count it. And it says that that's how you know. You have the tough years that you can tell by the width of the ring, and you have the, uh, you have the good years by if it's wider and it, it looks good. You, you look at that and you think, wow, it's unbelievable. That again is nature. Listen, children, Don't ever break your mama's heart. Do your best not to do that. Do your best to love on her. Do your best to honor her. And if you ever do, and we all do, break her heart. Be sure she knows that you're sorry. And the choir said, Amen. Amen. You see, you can appreciate the sacrifice that parents make. I was reading in preparation that the average, the parents spend on average per child in order to get that child grown a quarter of a million dollars, 249000 <laughs> How many of you children said, I just wish mom and dad would give me the money? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, they spent, I mean, it takes money. That it takes money to, to raise a child. You gotta have you gotta have shelter, you gotta have electricity, you gotta have water, you gotta have food. Some people eat more than others. But two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, what an investment that they have in you. And then to know if they made that kind of investment, you say, I don't believe it's that much. I don't care what you believe. If it costs two dollars, that's more than you had when you were born. You with me? But they cared for you, loved you. I didn't have that kind of parent. They didn't care for me. Get over it. Let God forgive you and you forgive them. Get in the altar and be healed in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? So if you understand that, then you say, wow, they really did care for me. Proverbs 23, 25. It says, give your parents joy. May she who gave you birth be happy. You want, you, you want to make your mama's day, don't you? I call my mother. She's in the first service. Matter of fact, I called her out in the first service. Just so glad to have my mother. My sister's here from, from wherever it is she's from. She, <laughs> I don't know. She was with her this morning. I said, my mother's here this morning. Mom, God bless you. My sister says, she's in the bathroom. I thought of all times to go. She's 86, but when you're 86 years old, you can go to the bathroom anytime you have a need to go. Amen? I'd rather her go than us have to come by there later. <laughs> all right? Pay attention now. Western culture, that's us. Most every culture other than Western culture respects their elderly better than those of us in America. For example, 
the Asian culture, the older the parents get, the more respect they have. In the Middle Eastern culture, it's the same way. In the African culture, it's the same way. In the Latin culture, it's the same way. The older you get, the more respect that you have. But in America, it's not that way. In America, we put the emphasis on the younger generation. We put the emphasis. And so I say, well, where, where is that taking us? If parents in our culture are not respected, if our parents in this culture are overlooked, if our parents in this culture are not treated fairly, what does the Bible say? It says, hey, you're doing dead wrong. But have you ever noticed other cultures, how they treat their mom and dad? You watch the Puerto Rican families, how they treat their mom and their dad. You watched African nations. You watched those nations. You see, we understand the treasure of saying, hey, who's going to breathe wisdom into our life? But those who have wisdom, and those are the ones that are older individuals. How do you affirm your mother? Here it is. You affirm your mother. My mother, I called her this morning early. I honored Sharon's mother. She was in the first service. You know, you get the cards, you get the flowers, you get the candy. You get, you know, all, all, the, all the candles, all that stuff that goes with it. Give them a little bit of money. Give them a good hug. Maybe take them out. Invite them over to the house. Have dinner with them. Just, just let them know that you care. Let them know that it's, hey, I just want you to know. Well, I don't even like my mama. Doesn't matter whether you like them or not. Here's what the Bible says. You honor your mama. I don't even know where my mama is. You know why you don't know where she's at? Because you hadn't tried to find her. If the Bible is true, we have to do that. We need to, she needs to know that you are significant. When you get older, I tell people, man, you have such a busy schedule. You go here and there. You double book, double book dinners, double book lunches. You, 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 you just go, 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 go. So why do you do all that? I said, because there will come a day in my life and in my ministry. Right now I got all kind of phone calls coming and said, we need you to do, 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 do. I said, but there will come a time in my life and my ministry won't nobody be calling And when nobody's calling, the value of a phone call that you receive ramps way up. You don't have to agree every time with your parents. But it's important that you respect them. I said to Lori, who was over there a moment ago, Lori is the baby. She's the... Tim is such a loving, caring person he's the middle child he 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 will love you care for you he's tender-hearted all of that lori she's tender-hearted if you deserve it <laughs> if you don't miss the mark she's good now she'll just get out there get out there and go and i say to her when she was coming up Oh, you don't agree? How many have a child that would break in a sentence when you're talking? Anybody? How many of you broke into sentences and still do when somebody else is talking? Some of you talk while I'm talking up here. I know you do. <laughs> but I'd say, here's what you do. I call her Chubbs because she was really fat when she was a kid. <laughs> Chubbs. 
Chubbs, why don't you do this? You know what I'm going to say? Why don't you get you a truckload of it? See, when you know you're right, and that comes with wisdom as a parent, you know if what they're about to do and what they think they're going to do is going to wind up here, and you already know it, and they won't pay attention, the sooner they can get a truckload of it, the sooner they're going to understand how brilliant you are. Y'all with me? So you just go ahead, darling, and get you a truckload of it. Matter of fact, I'll get a shovel and help you load it. Because here's what I know. Eventually, you're going to come around to see that your mama and your daddy were pretty smart people before the day is over and everybody said, Amen. 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 How true is that? So we understand. That's how you, you honor moms and dads. First Timothy 5, here it is. How do we deal with the women who may be widows that are and, and single moms? Treat, here it is, treat older women as you would your mother. Treat younger women with all purity as you would your own sisters. Take care of any widow who has no one else to care for her. But if she has children or grandchildren, their first responsibility is to show godliness at home and repay their parents by taking care of them. This is something that pleases God. Sharon started a number of years ago, Friend Connection. Linda Stamps heads that up and do a marvelous job for many widows here in our church. But Victory Church and our staff knows this. And you've heard me say, single moms are important. Pay attention to them. You know what it's like to be a single mom and get a jar from the grocery store and you don't have one of those grippers that you can find on television for $9.99 and your first payment can be $3 and you can make $3 payments for the next six months? Some of you are smart enough in math to know that it just costs you more than $9.99. And to take the jar and try to open it? And guess what? You can't get it open. Pay attention to those single moms. Pay attention to the older women. We have a lot of older women here that may have children, but they're not here. I say they're our responsibility to try to love and look after. And there are a lot of widows that are here. And let me say this carefully who may have children that mama was and raised them a Christian, but they're as far away from God as they can be. And they're living their own life, too busy for mama, but mama still comes to church, still believes that Jesus eventually is going to save them. We look after those kind of women. And what does the Bible say? That's what we ought to do. It's what Jesus did. He says, mama, mother, John here, my beloved. John is going to take care of you. John, Jesus is on the cross. Look, John, you see, Mom, you take care of Mom. Joseph was dead. Mary lived a number of years after that. And you know who took care of her? Just like she was his own, John did. John took care of Mary. That's the Christian thing to do. 
So would you stand on your feet, to your feet, with your feet? Ephesians 6, 2, and 3. Here we go. Here's the scripture. I'm going to ask us to all read it together. Can we do that? I'm going to, I'll, I'll give the benediction here in a moment. All right, y'all ready? Well, thank you. All right, on uh, 11, everybody got it? 9, 10, 11. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. Does that make sense? So now listen up, guys. If you want your kids to honor their mother, honor her as your wife. How are we doing up there? If you want your kids to honor their mother, let them see you honor her as your wife. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you and we exalt you. We know that not every person in this room may be right, may not be a believer. Maybe they've never really asked Jesus to come into their heart. Maybe they've never taken the time to say, forgive me, Jesus. And to do it in a way when the word has been preached. So here we go, Father. We ask for that forgiveness. Would everyone repeat this prayer just with me? Repeat it after me. Jesus, Jesus I, need forgiveness. I need forgiveness. I've made mistakes. I've made mistakes. I have misbehaved. I've misbehaved. And I haven't done, I haven't done what, I do. what I should do. But today, but today I, believe by faith, I believe by faith you died for my sins. For my sins. So I confess my sins. I confess my sins. And I believe by faith I, by faith. I am now forgiven. Now forgiven. In, Jesus name. In Jesus' name, amen. That takes care of that. But here's what I'm going to ask you to do. If you need prayer, if you need prayer, and maybe you've got a young person in your family that's lost, there are the, the, the prayer of a loving group parents, a loving parent, but the prayer of a mother, I believe, is the strongest prayer that can be prayed in a family, a praying mama. And if you have a child that's wavered, maybe, and when we begin to sing, you want to come down and say, I'm just bringing them down in my heart of hearts because one day I believe they're going to see the light and receive Jesus. Or listen, it says, is any sick among you? Maybe you know someone. For example, in the first service, I got text. We have one man having a liver transplant this morning. Another is being off, pulled off the uh, life support system to see if he can make it. That's Bob Singleton. God's blessing. We're praying that God would touch him. And there are others said, said we need prayer. If you want to come and stand in for someone as we sing this song, you stay with me until I give the benediction because this is a holy moment to give you time to respond to right here, okay?